Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 82, The Four Cornerstones for Strategic Living. Welcome, everyone, to the program today. My name is Brian Holmes, and you have found the Strategic Living Podcast, where we are all about transforming minds, developing leaders, awakening dreams, activating destinies, and I believe we can change nations. Well, it's our desire to see you healed, your mind renewed, your mind transformed. We want to see you discover who you really are and all that God has created you to be and to accomplish. It's going to be an awesome program. Going to really dive into this idea of strategic living today and give you some foundational understanding of what that means to us. Let's get started, everybody. Well, as always, such a pleasure, such an honor to have you with us on the Strategic Living Podcast. I've been traveling a great deal the last number of weeks. In fact, at the time of this recording, I think out of the last 10 weeks or so, I've maybe traveled something like seven weeks. So I'm enjoying, for the moment, my own bed, my own pillow. I'm enjoying being in my own space here. I love coming into my workspace at my office and cranking out, uh, hopefully, meaningful, value-added content that will hopefully impact your life and change your world and help you to engage all that God's given you to do. Just as a home, or any other building for that matter, is constructed on a foundation, so our lives are also constructed on a proper foundation. In fact, it's it's necessary to have a foundation on which one can build. As far as foundations go, there are good foundations, there are better foundations, there are best foundations. In fact, when it comes to construction, actual buildings, I've traveled all over the world, I've seen all kinds of construction. Where I live, we have mostly timber construction, meaning we use wood products to frame out homes and we finish those out with mostly wood and brick veneers and things of that nature. Around the world, most places I see that uh, we use cinder blocks or concrete walls. Some places are using more steel framing and steel components. All of those are pieces and components we build with, but it begins with a foundation. Now, I live in a part of the world that has a very diverse uh, ground effect, so to speak. We've got some places close to me that are what we call black gumbo soil. It's just real muddy and gooey and not very good for building on. You have to actually drill down and create piers or pylons, something that will actually sturdy the foundation. You've got to go down deep to find a place to tie into so that what you build as a foundation for this home or for this building can actually be steady and sturdy and hold the weight that you're about to put on it. Imagine this, the weightiness and the glory and the power of what it is that God created you to be requires a strong and solid and worthy foundation on which that weight can be built. If you try to build something big, business, life, ministry, whatever it is, and your foundation is fractured or weak or cracked or has uh, some unsteady factor built into the bottom side of that thing, you can build an incredible edifice. I'm talking about your life. But at some point, 
You're going to begin to see the cracks in the walls. At some point, the plumbing might fail. At some point, the the various aspects of your world begin to crumble around you because, yes, it's a beautiful edifice. What you've built is significant, but it was not built on a solid foundation. So really, as the foundation goes, so goes everything that's built on it. In some parts of the world to this day, uh, when you see construction taking place, you will actually see utilized a technique where they use something called cornerstones. Cornerstone's really an essential element. It, it provides a plumb line, as it were, a guide, a level, and everything built on it is shaped by that cornerstone. It's, it's measured by that cornerstone. It is lined up to the value and the worth and the steadiness of what that cornerstone represents. A cornerstone is literally a foundational anchor on which significant things can be built. On this podcast, we talk all the time about strategic living. In fact, in my world, we have the Strategic Living Podcast, which you're listening to right now. We have Strategic Living Institute. We have a course of studies, a 40-week course of studies that is built around the idea of strategic living. And so I thought for today, I would share with you what I believe to be the four cornerstones that every person must have in their life in order that their lives demonstrate success and prosperity and blessing. It really requires these four cornerstones, frankly, for your life, for my life, to look like a life that is lived out purposefully, intentionally, and strategically. I want you to enjoy this today, and this will give you a tremendous insight as to what it is, I believe, about living the strategic life. Well, there are many elements that come into play over the course of one's life. And we talked about the building materials and wood and steel and cinder block and sheetrock and tape and bed and texture and paint and, and electrical wiring and plumbing facilities and all. There's so many things, if you want to use this metaphor, that make up the life that you and I have today and that which we're trying to become. But I want to talk about cornerstones. I want to talk about these foundational elements, these anchors, the processes that we must go through in order to come into the full scope of who we really are. These key areas, as far as I'm concerned, define the process each of us must walk out as we become a fuller expression of the potential that we have inside of us. We each have an assignment. We each have a, a part to play. We each have a task at hand. We all have an impact that we need to make. And I believe these four cornerstones are really the, the path on which we are able to walk out the process of becoming the full expression of that which we are created to be and do. So let's dive into these, the four cornerstones. Number one, the first cornerstone, and it's number one for a reason, personal healing. I'm just going to give all these to you real quick. Personal healing, personal discovery, personal development, 
and personal deployment. Just write those down if you're able to, to do so. If not, you can come back to them later. We're going to talk about each of them briefly here. Personal healing. I believe that one can really get a, a feel for who they are and what they're here to do, and they can tap into all of the talent, skills, abilities they have, and they can become something great. But if they've not started with cornerstone number one, and that is personal healing, at some point in mine or your life, there will be a moment when the fractures, the broken places, the faults, and I don't mean faults like mistakes you've made, I'm talking about the faults, the, the, the things that are beneath the surface that no one can see, but they create an unstable environment, a fault, like an earthquake fault. At some point, if we are not healed, and if we've not dealt with these broken places, then all of the success that we build up comes crumbling down. And I could use some cliche examples here, even in our, our modern day world of music industry stars that have done incredibly well and have risen to the top of their field and become, you know, gold, triple platinum and, and just, you know, sold out shows idolized by fans everywhere all over the world. Yet at some point, if the broken places aren't dealt with, we've seen it how many times, hundreds of times where their lives begin to crater and fall apart and they tend to lose everything. And in the last number of years, if you look at music, if you look at Hollywood, if you look at even the sports industry, we could name a dozen people who have lost everything, many of them who have taken their own lives because with all the success and all of the talent and all the ability, they never took the time to ground their success with this cornerstone which is personal healing. So how do we do this? Well, I don't have time to deal with all these today in great detail, but let me just give you a quick overview. Personal healing is where we actually take the time to genuinely look at the broken places in our lives. Many have experienced rejection. So many I, I meet have experienced some form of abandonment. They've been disappointed by a leader or maybe even betrayed by someone they really respected and really loved. As is the case in my life, I experienced a tremendous abusive moment in my life at 11 years old, and that, that moment of abuse marked me with such a deep, deep scar in my mind, in my heart, in my soul, and many belief systems concerning my worth, my value began to be formed out of that moment, and because I didn't know how to deal with it, because I did not know how to to grapple with the pain or the hurt or the shame or the guilt even of that incredible abuse. I just stuffed it away. And years later, it came to, to visit me and it nearly cost me everything, abuse. The statistics are astronomical as to what percentage of people that you meet in your life, that you do life with every day, you would be shocked if you were to, to take an anonymous poll and see how many people in your world have experienced some form of sexual, mental, emotional, physical abuse, it's unbelievable. So many have come from single-parent homes where there was a father that was never present. Or maybe they've experienced the actual loss to death of a father or a mother or a loved one, some tragic event that shattered everything in their heart broke them into a thousand pieces 
Maybe it's a lack of affirmation. Maybe it's a lack of approval from the person who you look up to, a father or a mother, father figure, a mentor, a coach, a teacher. There's so many things equate to broken places in our lives. So many of these events that take place or these moments where these things happen to us, what happens is is that it's the seed of a belief system that begins to be formed concerning who we really are. And the truth is, is that it's not really who we are, but it's who we begin to believe that we are. And I'll tell you that if you believe something to be true, it becomes your truth, whether it's true or not. And so this personal healing cornerstone, this personal healing process involves identifying limiting beliefs that were formed very early in our life and limiting belief systems that were formed and fostered over many years because of our life experiences. This personal healing cornerstone involves being willing to to bring our hurts, our disappointments, our pain, our failures into the light because it's in the light where God can actually heal them. It's It's out in the open, not hidden, not stuffed away somewhere in a compartment of our heart where we don't want to deal with it. No, it's when we actually willfully bring them out into the light and allow God to heal us. That's where healing takes place. You know, the the Bible, which I refer to often on this program, says if we were to confess our faults and our weaknesses. Now, a fault, as I mentioned already, is not a mistake you made. No one's looking for you or I to get up in front of the whole world or on national television and confess our wrongdoings. That is not the point. Confessing your fault means bring into the light those places that are so broken and so fractured. Remember I talked about foundations. A fault is a crack in the earth beneath the surface. You can't see it. You don't even know it's there. But that fault causes everything built on the surface to be at risk. Because if that fault were to shift, then an earthquake takes place in the natural, of course, and we know the devastation that that can bring. So, but we gotta, we've got to confess, you know, gosh, you know, I've got so many great things happening in my life and, you know, I'm pretty successful, but let me just tell you this, man, there's a place in me that just desperately needs approval. I, I, I struggle with this. It hurts me to talk about it, but I struggle with this. Bring it into the light. Learn the value of transparency and authenticity. That's a part of the personal healing process. Another thing that is a part of the personal healing cornerstone is receiving the Father's love. And I will tell you, it shocks me. It shouldn't, but it does. It shocks me to know how many people do not know how to receive the Father's love. I'm talking about God's love, your heavenly Father. Because religion has taught us that God is a a vicious God. He is a vindictive God, that he is a God who you know, is just waiting for us to screw up and to make a mistake so that he can punish us and take things away from us and and to, you know, send us to the corner or put us in timeout. Or, we have this crazy idea of who God the Father is. And because we've become fearful of him in a very wrong sense, we have conditioned ourselves to not be able to receive from him the love that he so longs for us to experience and know and live in every day. So a part of this personal healing process is learning how to know God as Father, and to receive his love, his embrace, his approval, to know that we are accepted and approved by him no matter what we've done or where we are. 
You don't have to do anything to be accepted by him. Personal healing is the number one cornerstone, and I believe it is essential if we're going to build a life that is the full expression of what God has for us. Cornerstone number two is personal discovery. Personal discovery. And we begin talking about this by asking this question, which you've heard me talk about on the program before. Who am I? And why am I here? You know, who who is Brian Holmes? Who is Joe Schmo? Who is Diane whoever? Who are you? Who am I? And what is the purpose of our being here 2015 in the earth right now? Who am I? Why am I here? So we dovetail off of the personal healing cornerstone and we begin to look at things like my identity because we form a picture about who we are over years of time and that picture many times is tainted and and foggy because of things we've experienced but as that healing takes place and those things begin to peel back we begin to discover who we really are and what we really have to offer and what God has really said to be true about our life and about our potential and about our prosperity and about our happiness and about our families. Another part of uh, the discovery process is to take the time, truly take the time to assess and identify and evaluate things like my talents, my skills, and my abilities. Now, most of us were taught from the time we were little bitty kids, you know, don't be proud and arrogant and cocky, you know, be humble and be humble defined in most people's world is, you know, don't talk about the things you're good at. Don't, you know, don't acknowledge when somebody says you did a really great job. Oh, it wasn't me. It was the Lord. Shut up. Are you serious? You did that. God, yes, God graced you with the talent ability, but guess what? If you had not done it, it would not have gotten done. Talents, skills, what what grace has God bestowed upon you in the area of talents, skills, abilities, things that you're just good at, things that you, you have a particular gift in, things that, that you do better than other people, not because you're better than them, but because there's a specific grace on your life to do those things well. It's okay to inventory those, to own those, to embrace, yes, I'm really good at this. That's not pride. That's not arrogance. That, frankly, is a godly awareness of the the tools and the mechanisms and the components that God has graced your life with because those things are some of the indicators of who you are and why you're here. See, if you're not in touch with your talents, skills, and abilities, then you, you are missing out on pieces of a puzzle that form a picture that give you a clear idea of who you are, why you're here. Well, some other components. How about your personality style? Well, we know there's four dominant styles. There's four primary personality styles and many variations contained within those. But whether you're a disc person or you just uh, subscribe to the old-fashioned sanguine and melancholy and choleric and all those, it doesn't matter. The fact is we all have some of all of that in us, but we all do have a dominant personality style. And guess what? My belief is that you are wired that specific way because how you're wired in your personality is directly related to your talent, skills, abilities, passions, dreams, because the who am I and why am I here was determined long before you got here. 
And so God's not going to predestine you to a particular purpose or assignment and then wire you different than what that assignment calls for. You have to have the personality to do certain things. Hey, listen, I am not a CPA. I'm not an accountant. I don't even like numbers. Okay. Therefore, my personality style is not so much about the the arriving at through all the processes, the addition, the multiplication, the the detail. I don't care much about details. Just show me the bottom line. That's a part of my personality style. But guess what? That serves me well as a visionary. Serves me well as a person who is developing people. I am wired personality wise to do the thing that God's put me in the earth to do. Your personality style, you need to, to I would encourage you to do a, pro, a personality style profile, which you can find on our website, and actually get involved in finding out more about you and how God has wired you. So ta- identity, talent, skills, abilities, personality styles. Now, it's all part of your discovery, by the way. Passions, what are you passionate about? What do you love to do? What... When the subject comes up in a conversation, when we're talking about a certain thing, what just lights you up like a Christmas tree? You could be absolutely bored out of your mind, tired, yawning, about to fall asleep, but when somebody brings this topic up, you are on it. It awakens you. It it energizes you. For me, it's a number of things. I talk about this often here, but I'm a pilot, and I'm not just a pilot because I'm a pilot. I absolutely eat, drink, sleep. I snore aviation. I love aviation. I love airplanes. I love technology. I love, I love, I can go to an aviation convention and it is absolutely, I can't use the word on this program. It is absolutely euphoric. That's about the cleanest thing I can come up with. It's euphoric. It is just, I am in my zone because everything there is just, it's avionics, it's technology, it's approaches, it's, it's, precision this and it's oh my gosh I see I'm talking about it right now I can't, I, I'm, we're going to have an aviation podcast right here because that is a passion of mine and guess what that passion was placed in my heart at a very young age because it is a key part of my assignment today yes it is what about your dreams I, I, I'm amazed at the culture in the western world where we have now come to a point where we discourage people from holding on to and pursuing their dreams. In fact, it's a dismissive culture where if someone has a tremendous dream or something that's in their heart that God wants to birth and cause them to create, cause them to actually uh, to manifest in the earth, all this negative mess around us is there to squander, to squelch, and to discourage us from going after the very dreams that God has put in our heart. What are your dreams? What do you want out of life? Now, when you begin to look at identity, talent, skills, abilities, personality styles, passions, dreams, and you begin to map out all these pieces in your life and identify them, write them out, you're going to see that there are places where these things converge, where they touch, where they meet. And where they meet, somewhere in there is your purpose. Somewhere in there is the assignment. Somewhere in there is the place where uh, what I call your sweet spot. So personal discovery. That's cornerstone number two. Number three, personal development. Once I know who I am, once I understand clearly why I'm here, once I've mapped out all these things we've just talked about, talent, skills, abilities, personality styles, passions, dreams, and I've got a, a clear picture as to where I'm going to apply myself based on those strengths. Now, I have to engage in the process of personal development where I take 
the things that I'm naturally good at and I go obtain greater skill sets. I I involve myself in self-improvement. I go to conferences. I I engage in listening to CDs, MP3s, DVDs, audio programs. I I consume books, audio books. I pursue not just education, but I pursue the information and the acclimation that I need to become more of what I am naturally intended to be. In other words, I, I may be a natural athlete, but if I'm going to master my craft in a particular skill or a particular uh, niche of, say, track or field or basketball or golf, then I'm going to take the natural gift that I have and I'm going to go out and exercise it. I'm going to go practice I'm going to get a coach. I'm going to get people in my life and around me that can actually challenge the status quo in my life and help me to become more of what I am naturally gifted to be. Listen, I don't know anybody, not Tiger Woods, not anybody, not LeBron James. Uh, Man, I could name not Serena Williams. These people are naturally gifted by God to do what they do, but they work their tails off. They involve themselves mentally. They are constantly training themselves mentally, emotionally, physically, even spiritually, so that when they come into the arena where they have to perform in that skill set, they have the ability to express mastery because they have spent the time to develop themselves. This is a cornerstone most people don't want to take the time to do. They don't want to invest in themselves. They, they'd rather go to Starbucks and blow five bucks on a coffee than they would to, to spend $5 on a book. I, I'm telling you, it's just, it's a, the culture is whack. Uh, it's just whack. But I'm telling you, personal development is coming back. The, the discipline, the heart to grow, to strengthen, to, to exercise those muscles in the areas where you need to become stronger that heart is coming back to America. It's coming back to our world. I'm meeting people everywhere I go that desire to grow and to become and to engage more of what it is that they're here in this earth to do right now. I, you've heard me talk about on the program many times this quote, living things grow and growing things change. Living things grow, growing things change. Training and development is necessary for mastery. Training and development is necessary if you're going to master anything. And here's another quote you can quote me on. You cannot perform at a level that you've not prepared for. You cannot perform at a level that you've not prepared for. You know, I watch these television programs such as American Idol and The Voice and some of the other ones that you see around the world, and I'm overwhelmed. I'm amazed at the level of talent that they bring on the program. Uh, These amateur people coming right off the streets uh, from whatever it is they do for a living and they come in with a dream to become, because they, here's what I know, they have idolized the Celine Dion's, the Whitney Houston's, uh, you know, the the John Legends, they they have absolutely the the Bruno Mars. They they hear this sound and they're attracted to it, and they have the natural gift to become that. But so many people want to just jump in and be that without paying the price. And I'm telling you, you cannot perform at the level that you've not prepared for. So cornerstone number three is personal development. So so far, personal healing, personal discovery and personal development. 
Our last cornerstone we're going to talk about today is personal deployment. You say, what the heck is that, Brian? Well, you know, deployment's one of those words you think of when you think about a platoon or a group, a military group who is leaving their respective nation and being deployed overseas to a frontline assignment. All right? And I want to I want you to think about that picture just for a moment. Because at some point in your journey, you've been healed, you've gone through the process of discovering and, and identifying the strengths and the talents and the things that you are as a person, who you are and why you're here. You've taken the time, the energy to practice, to improve, to strengthen to build your mind, to build your emotion, to build your spirit man, to build your skill sets. You've done all of that. At some point, you have to leave the place of preparation. You have to leave the comfort zone. You have to leave what is familiar to you and step into your new season. You have to actually go out where the action is and become engaged in the purpose for which God has created you. At some point, you have to submit yourself to the, the step or the, the process of personal activation, which is personal deployment, where you have now set the stage, but now it's time to go do. You've, you've practiced a thousand times, but now it's time to do it in front of the crowd. You've read the books, you've learned the material, you've grown your mind, your heart, your spirit, but now you have to go out and speak to that audience of 5,000 people. Or now you have to go out and actually write that book. Or you have to go out and you have to start that business. You have to go initiate the process that becomes that dream. Personal deployment. I believe that preparation is useless if you never engage the purpose for which you've prepared. Think about it. You could prepare till you're dead. <laughs> you can just prepare for the next 80 years and go home and see Jesus. But preparation is useless. It's pointless if you never engage the purpose for which you've prepared. You have to leave the three squares and the roof over your head that that military base provides you. And you've got to go out where it's gritty. You've got to go out where the temperatures are exorbitant and hot and crazy. You got to go out and sweat and toil and do the things you've prepared to do on the stage that God has prepared for you. That's personal deployment. Quick review. The four cornerstones for strategic living, personal healing, personal discovery, personal development, and personal deployment. You know, as we live and grow, each of us, we are constantly going through the cycle of these four stages, these four cornerstones. Every level requires a greater level of healing. Every level in life requires a greater level of discovery where more of the, the veil peels back and we see more of our potential. Every level that we're invited to engage requires a greater level of personal development, and discipline. And every new level requires that we are activated for and become engaged in that new place of assignment. What stage are you in? Where do you see yourself right now? What, what process are you in the middle of? Well, I hope that today, by hearing these four stages or these four cornerstones, 
Maybe it's given you some hope that, you know what, I'm going through hell right now in this, this process, but you know, I, I recognize I've got to go through this neighborhood so I can move into the next stage. God knows the plans he has for you. He does. And I want to encourage you to engage in them with all of your heart. Be the man. Be the woman God's called you to be. Personal healing, personal discovery, personal development, and personal deployment. I want to share with you that we're going to be visiting all four of these in more detail starting next Monday in our Monday Mastery Series online. If you're not subscribed to uh, our website emails, I would encourage you to do that because you'll get notified each time a Monday Mastery video comes out. But every single Monday, we send out a brand new video on YouTube and on our website that helps you to deal with topics just like we're talking about today in more detail. Next Monday begins the series, The Four Cornerstones for Strategic Living, and I encourage you to tune in and check that out. Well, you can certainly find all of our show notes and more information about the topic and about the things we've talked about here today at brianholmes.com forward slash 082. I would love to hear from you, your comments, your questions. Uh, We encourage you to engage with us primarily on Facebook. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Google Plus, all of those, but most of our engagement takes place on Facebook. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. A couple of quick announcements for you. I still have one or two openings for personal coaching clients. Uh, I'm pretty full up right now, but if you'd like to have me coach you through these processes, I'd be honored to help you do that. If we're a fit for each other, we can talk about how that works. Just contact us for a consultation, a phone call, a quick phone call, and we can uh, inform you more about that. You can go to brianholmes.com forward slash coaching to find out more about our coaching packages. If you'd like to have me speak at your church, at your conference, your leadership event, uh, I'd be honored to serve you in any way that I can there. Please visit my speaking page at brianholmes.com forward slash speaking, and we will be happy to talk to you about that as well. Well, again, subscribe to our weekly email updates, to our podcast and iTunes, and all of that can be done through brianholmes.com. I'd be grateful if you'd rate the podcast and give us a review. That helps us to get the word out to more and more people about what we're doing right here at Strategic Living. Well, I trust something we've shared today has challenged you, has made you think. I trust that you will pursue the process of becoming all that God's created you to be. Till next time, God bless. We'll see you back here next week.